You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Hey, it's good to be here. We've got around about 30 minutes left of the service and I'm really hoping to bring out some fun stuff out of the Word. I don't know why, but Pastor Keith decided to choose me to preach on enjoyment. I'm not sure why. That's good. Take a seat. Say hi to someone on your way down. A lot of people just said hello someone. That's good. I'm a big advocate for bringing fun back to the house of God. You know, this should be the least boring place on earth. You know, because God's here and you're here. You know, we've got the Word of God. We've got, there's just so much good in the house. There's so much uh, potential for, for, for strength and power and joy. So great. So uh, thanks for inviting me over here, Pastor Keith. So good. Thanks, guys. Really love what you do. Hey, just, uh, yeah, that's good. Thank you so much. You know, often uh, I'll be sitting there with Pastor Keith in the lunchroom and, uh, and I'll be eating my leftovers or whatever I've decided to bring for, it's probably a toasted sandwich normally, it's cheese and tomato toasty. Who likes toasties? You know, like, yeah, okay, a lot of you, that's good. I don't feel so alone anymore. And I'll just be sitting there enjoying my lunch. But apparently I'm quite vocal about it. Pastor Keith's always like, you just love food, don't you, Darren? You just love life. And I'm like, yeah, basically, most of the time. You know, unless I have to cook for myself, then I don't normally like that too. Who, now, who, who likes food, all right? You know, I'm, I'm often saying, geez, I love food. You know, Joy, Joy and Ian Goldsworthy, they're away on a cruise today. They're uh, celebrating their 20th wedding anniversary. That's pretty awesome. 20, no, it's 20th, 20th. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I'll always have these conversations with Joy, like, oh, I just love food. I just love food. Food is so good. Now, 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 I want you to be honest with me. Who likes bad food? Okay, okay. Pete Hansen, you like bad food? Me too. Come on, who likes hot chips? Who's a fan of chocolate? Right, right, yeah, okay. Every single hand should have gone up right then. I'm not going to call the rest of you liars, but uh, anyway. You know, there's a reason they call it soul food. You know, I work in Windale, and there are three places to buy food in Windale. There's a takeaway shop right next door. And then if you go around the corner, there's a takeaway shop. And then next to it, there's a, there's a bakery. And the bakery sells stuff that is about the same quality as the takeaway shop. <laughs> you know, bad food, it just feels so good, doesn't it? You know, it was only a couple of days ago and I'm like, oh, you know, I looked over at my workmate, Phil, and I said, hey, Phil, I think it's uh, Chico Roll and Scallops Day. And he's going, oh, yeah, totally. And I'm like, yes, I've got approval from my manager. Not approval from the boss. Anyway, nah, it's so good. But until you've eaten a lot of it and then you don't feel that great, do you? I've always said that Mac is just like sin. 
You know, Maccas is like sin. You just, it looks so good until you try it. <laughs> and then you go, oh, that wasn't a good idea, was it? Now I have to repent of Maccas. <laughs> Who's ever had like Maccas regret? KFC regret. You know, you're really hungry, but I've got to get something to eat. Oh, oh, the golden arches. Yes, it's going to be so good. And as you drive away, you go, what a dumb idea. What was I thinking? You know, the world is geared towards soul satisfaction. The whole thing. All, everything that I find in the world is geared towards soul satisfaction. All the TV shows, all the movies, the food that's on offer. You know, you can now buy dough. Just like pre-cooked, it hasn't been cooked dough. You know, like gelato in Sydney, you can go there and you can just choose the kind of dough that you want and they'll stick it in a punnet and you can put, you know, sauce and stuff over it and just eat raw dough. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to trying that out, <laughs> in all honesty. And you know what? It's so, I feel really released today because Simon Ashley's in Geelong. <laughs> so... <laughs> Where's Mel? I just, I haven't got so much of a conscience today. She says, call me. Uh, nah. But everything is geared towards soul satisfaction. We call it retail therapy. You know, there's alcohol, drugs, TV, movies, food. There are gym junkies and fitness freaks and workaholics and clean freaks, and gardening freaks, and Netflix bingers, and Xbox addicts, and there are book nerds and social media gurus. Why they call them gurus is because they never get off social media. But every, everything is geared towards soul satisfaction. And, and what's it all for? It's to escape. It's to numb the pain of everyday life. I want to eat hot chips and scallops because work is boring. I need to feel better momentarily. You know, everyone wants to feel rest and enjoyment and at peace. They want to feel good. People out there, they're just trying to numb the pain, you know, with this stuff. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ came and he changed everything. Everything is different because of Christ. You know, um, this, I really want to preach a message today. Um, it's going to kind of have two parts. Uh, and they're going to kind of seem a bit, bit disjointed uh, for a bit. But, um, you know, I'm really, I really just want to preach real potential this is what God has actually given to you, whether you're going to walk in it and use it or not. You know, I, I'm, I'm not just preaching that, I don't, I don't think that you should just have a slight increase in hope or a slight increase in something. This is about us grabbing a hold of everything that God has given to us and walking in it in fullness. 
not walking in it in, oh, well, maybe I could, you know, do a couple of those things. I want to preach to you, this is absolutely possible for you to live a free, connected, restful, enjoy, enjoying kind of life, you know, because that's what, Christ didn't come to give you, you know, a point one upgrade. He came to, to make you a new creation, all right? So, um, and it, you know, it's so good. A focused life on Christ, a life that is lived in connection to God, that's alive to the Spirit and following the Father. It's not just one of relief. I'm telling you, this is not just one of relief. I don't go to God just to get a little bit of relief. I go to God to find who I am and to discover this whole world of enjoyment, this whole world of peace, this whole world of joy, this whole world of forgiveness, this world of identity. I discover who I am and everything that God has for me in Christ, in Christ, you know. And so the journey as a believer is this continual journey further and further and deeper and deeper into Christ. And, 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 and through that journey, I discover that everything that the world has to offer is becoming more and more shallow to me. It's becoming less and less fulfilling to me. You know, I had some wisdom teeth ripped out last year and then I took some long service leave and I had all this time. I signed up to Netflix and Stan and I, I, I used my Xbox till it broke and I watched everything. And you know what I found? I'm so bored. I'm bored with the world. I want Christ and, and, and the fullness of Christ in my world. But you know, it, it takes a while. It took me a while to get bored. It takes a while for you to understand that the world, what the world, the best that the world has to offer is going to unfulfill your soul. But Jesus is enough. He is enough. He's enough. And I'm just going to challenge you with this, that if Jesus isn't enough for you, your arms aren't open wide enough. So let's talk about rest today. Rest and enjoyment. This month is our time to breathe, to discover true rest, to make space, to connect and enjoy and feast. So I'm going to challenge you today. Psalm 116, verse 7 from the message. And we looked at this on the pastor's retreat. It was so good. In the message it says, I said to myself, relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. How good is that? Relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Holy Spirit, we want to pray right now that you would come and show us how to rest in you. How to enjoy you. Would you come and change perspectives and bring revelation and bring life and call to life things that are dead and bring freedom in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you my, my main idea straight off the bat, right? So you can kind of soak in this over the message. Here's my main idea, is that true rest is enjoyment in Him no matter what. 
True rest is enjoyment in the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. It's enjoyment in God, no matter what is happening around us. All right. So uh, what does that mean, though, and how do we walk in it? So I, t- I told you already that the, this message kind of has two parts, right? So the, the first part, I want to look at stuff that happens on the outside of us that, that helps us on the inside. So it's like an outside-in kind of thing. And then we're going to look at some inside-out stuff as well. Um, but my first point, if you're writing notes, is this. Rest is space for connection and play. All right? Rest is space for connection and play. A lot of you were agreeing with me earlier, now you're really silent. I think you're wondering what the heck I'm about to talk about. All right, uh, perfect example of this was the pastor's retreat. So we went up to Eagle's Reach, to Banjo's Bushland Retreat, was it called? Something like that. And we, got, we get up there and it's this long journey to get there and then you wind up the road, ah, here we go. And my wife is going, can you stop rally driving just for a minute? I'm like, oh, sorry, babe. And we get up there and we had all of this space and there was laughter and there was connection and we got to hang out with God and hang out with each other and we got to play card games and board games until all hours of the night making all kinds of noise. It was very raucous. I'm very sorry, Pastor Keith. I know that you guys were trying to sleep or something. Um, we We just laughed a lot. And then, and then uh, Beck and I went to bed and I was telling her, I'm not going to tell you what else happened, but then we went to bed and, and then uh, we're, we're, uh, we just started chatting and I was telling her some funny stories about my life in the office and she, we, we, we were like, you know when you can't breathe because you're laughing so hard and you're like, <sighs> <coughs> it's really good to laugh. It's, it, it, laughter is a gift from God. You know, you got to laugh more. It's just good to connect and enjoy one another. You know, enjoy each other. And this is, what I'm about to say is like really, really practical, but it doesn't mean it's, it's non-spiritual. This is also really quite spiritual because you're able to find rest for our souls when we make space and we prioritize margin in our world so that we can connect with each other and connect with God. And enjoy the people and enjoy God in our world. You know, the world is, is so geared to push us and to pressure us into being busy because busy is important to the world. You know, there's this, there's this whole glorification of busy in the world. You know, how I, I'm busy. Who says that? I say that all the time. But like, let's, let's I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think, how else can I put this? Or what, if, if I'm always busy all the time, then... What's, what's going wrong in my life? What's going wrong in my world? So I want to just give you some practical advice right now that we're starting to adopt in our own world. Like, take your holidays. That's a good start. You get holidays so you can rest. So take them. All right? You know, take your days off. Clock out on time. Stop checking your emails when you're at home. Who would have thought? Because actually what, I, what I'm doing is, you know, if I'm trying to play Monopoly with my daughter, but I've always got this side thing going on where social media or emails or something on my phone 
is important. I can't give my full attention to this real human being that I love in front of me because I'm so distracted by all the, all the other things going on. What's really important here? It's important that I play with my daughter. It's important that I connect with my sons. It's important that I enjoy my wife. Right? These things are really important, but we undermine it with all the busyness of the world. You know, don't do social media when you when you when you when you've got stuff on with your children. You know what I mean? Disconnection from all this peripheral is essential for real connection with people and real connection with God. All right. So this is uh, this is going to help a few people right now. I was uh, chatting to a, a work colleague this week, um, and she's got a, an, an insanely busy life insanely busy life. I think it's, it's overwhelming. When she talks about her life, I'm exhausted, right? And, uh, and I said, you need to get this free ebook from Michael Hyatt. It's called Shave 10 Hours Off Your Work Week. It's like super, super easy to read um, because when you never shut down, when you never rest, when you never take a break, then eventually you start to disconnect from all these important people in your life. You know, and then you start to feel isolated, and then you disconnect from everything else. You know, Michael Hyatt's got four chapters in this little ebook about how to get your time back. They're so helpful. He says, and the first chapter is boost your energy, then guard your time, then sharpen your focus, and then flex your no muscle. Who knows? It's so it's so powerful to say no to something. It's so good. You know. So go to michaelheight.com, download this book, and it's just, it's just got so many practical tips to get your time back so you can get your family back, right? Because I just, I just don't want to exist with my family. I want to enjoy my family. I want to love my life. I don't just want to, you know, clock in, clock out, Netflix, binge, Xbox, go to sleep, pay my mortgage. What a dull existence on planet Earth. That is not what Christ came so that you could have. He came so that you could love him and love your life and enjoy God. doesn't mean bad things are not going to happen, but we'll come to that, all right? So rest in an enjoyment sense is a state of play. Paul Scanlon, uh, four years ago at the Real Men Conference, talked about this. He had a whole session called The Importance of Play. And you can actually go to YouTube, search up Paul Scanlon, The Importance of Play, and you can watch his whole segment, 43 minutes worth. This is what he said. He said, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we, because we stop playing. So what is it that you do to play? It's going to look different to the person sitting next to you. But how do you play? If you've got children, how do you play with your kids? What are you doing to, to, to play that doesn't have any kind of chore or job attached to it? There's no lesson I'm wanting them to learn through this, this game. You will learn how to lose, child. No, no, no. You know, well, just playing with them. You know, kicking a ball around in the front yard. I'm playing basketball with my kids and they're starting to get, are any of them here? Good. They're starting to get better than me. It's a little worrying. All right. What do you do with your kids? 
There's a whole plethora of stuff that we can do. I'm running out of time, so I'm just going to jump forward. I love what Proverbs 5 verse 18 says in the New Living Translation. It says, Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Enjoy the wife of your youth. It says in another translation. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 9 says, Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. I love this. I'm being commanded to enjoy my life. To enjoy my wife, to enjoy my children. That's so good. Ladies, enjoy your husband. Yes, he drives you insane sometimes. That's okay. It's okay. But but you know what? Even just thinking, how can I enjoy my family, shifts my mentality to one where I'm actually looking at the positive, looking at the benefits, looking at everything that I've received. Oh, it's so good. You know, go play. Go play with your kids. Go play with your spouse, whatever that means to you. Great, great. All right, get out there. Create memories with your family. Stop apologizing for, uh, you know, for turning your phone off. One thing that Ryan Croxford said at the, at the retreat was, put your phone in a drawer. I'm like, in a drawer? Did you just say in a drawer? What are you talking about, man? You're freaking me out. My phone is always in my pocket. It's never in a drawer. So I went home from the retreat and all of my children were on screens at the time. So I said, 20 minutes, no more screens for the rest of the night. And they were all like, aww. I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be okay, everyone. Daddy's putting his phone in a drawer. (laughs) And I went into my office and I put my phone in a drawer and I closed the drawer. I don't know what happened while it was in there. I was a bit concerned about it for a little while. But then at five o'clock, all the screens went off and we had a great night, didn't we? There was laughter, there was connection because no one was thinking, oh, I just want to go and finish watching the seventh season of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is what my son has just finished doing. 148 episodes, he's watched them all. Yeah, that's, that's an achievement, I agree, but... You know, we've just, uh, we just bought ourselves an alarm clock for the bedroom so we can get phones out of it, you know, and I'm still alive. <laughs> I know, it's amazing, you know, because real connection is more important than fake connection. I can't really have a good conversation if I'm distracted by Facebook, Pinterest, Mashable, whatever. Whatever's on my phone is not as important as the person whom I love that's in front of me, all right? So rest is space for connection. It's space for play. And we have to fight to create that space in our world today so that we can have that connection and our connection with our family, our connection with the Father, our connection with our children, our connection with our friends can go deeper. All right? So the second part of rest in terms of enjoyment is when I learn to enjoy Him no matter what's going on around me. Viktor Frankl was a labourer in four different concentration camps in World War II. He lost his parents, his brother, and his pregnant wife. And 
was he he was in uh, Auschwitz at the same time, and he ended up writing a book called *Man's Search for Meaning*, which has sold 12 million copies around the world and continues to be a, a top seller, a, bi a big seller. And John Finkeldy actually recommends this book. But he, he was a psychiatrist, and what he learned was that uh, there was a whole bunch of Jewish people in, in the concentration camps with him, and he was just amazed that they would refuse to let the Germans take away their, their hope, even though the Germans had the power to take away their lives. There was something that was inside of them that was rock solid, that they... You know, he says this in his book. He says, the one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. The last of one's freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. So let's bring Christ into this. Because 18 months ago, we did a whole series called In Him. Does anyone remember that? I was looking back over the notes that, that we, we were writing, you know, over that time. It was through December and it, and, it, and it went into January as well. And it was probably one of the greatest series that I've ever, that we've ever had, you know, in terms of how it has impacted the way that I see myself in Christ. Um, because as believers, we have a secure, safe place that we can go to. And that's our secret place in God. It's our own, Pete McHugh calls it our, 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 our secret kingdom, our private place with God. So I want to ask you a question. It might be a bit awkward. When it's just you and God, how is it? When it's just you and him, when there's no one around, when we're not worshipping in, 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 in church and in service, yeah, yeah. When there's no music on, and when it's just you and him, how is it? Because that place should be a place of enjoyment. See, there's a lot of underlying theology that I'm not releasing today because I don't have time. I had a whole list of it that I ended up removing. But he loves you. Christ died for you. It is finished. There's a, there's a place for you. You know? The door is open wide. He is always available. You are in him. I think we, we said back in that time, Pastor Keith, we said uh, that, I think it was, um, i trying to remember the guy's name, but he said that 27 times more does the Bible talk about you in him than Christ in you. 27 times more. Amazing. And I was just looking it up earlier. You know, 1 Corinthians 1, 5, for in him you've been enriched in every way. Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption through his blood. Ephesians 2, 21, in him, the whole building. Ephesians 2, 22, and in him you two are being built together. There's so much about us in him. And I don't want to preach that whole message, that whole, you know, series of messages again. Um, but regardless of our external circumstances that in this world can be pretty horrendous, can be pretty dark, can be pretty terrible. We have been given this secure, untouchable place to live and exist from. And it's a place of rest. It's a place of peace. It's not this, you know, new agey kind of thing. I've got to de delve deep into my soul and search for this place of peace. It's just where he is. It's him. 
it's him. So when, you, when it's just you and him, how is it? How does it go? Because when it's just me and him, and I've kind of eliminated all of the religious stuff and you know I've uh, eliminated the, the 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 repentance and the sin that I've I had to you know walk through and I and I feel accepted I, f- I feel like he loves me it's this phenomenal untouchable secure place in him and you and I get to live there and learn what it means to exist from this place of rest. Because there's a lot of joy in that place. You and I have been given every spiritual blessing in Christ. Ephesians 1. You know? And I, I find that the, the more I... The more I, I, like, I, uh, I hate... Who loves washing up? I like eating food, but I don't like doing the, the chores afterwards. It's not my favourite. Uh, who does the washing up in your family? Put up your hands, Okay. Just do, I find that a lot of people don't like to join me in that chore. A lot of people don't like to, you know, hang out with me in the, in the, in the general area while I'm washing up. You know, the kids don't grab a tea towel and dry up for me. It's just not normal. They have other chores that we make them do every single day. But I find that when I'm washing up, I'm all alone. It's just me and I get a chance to... I get a chance to pray. I get a chance to pray in tongues under my breath. I might, you know, turn around, stick some music on. But you know what I get a chance to do? I get a chance to enjoy everything that God has given me. God, thank you for my kids who are fighting right now and doing that well. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for this hot water. I'm so glad I have hot water. You know, thank you. I just get a chance to just enjoy Everything that God has given me. That sounds really basic, doesn't it? But you know how powerful it is? It's really powerful to thank God for things that you've been given. Because you know what I find? I find that my soul becomes satisfied. I want to read to you um, Psalm chapter 63. I'm really running out of time. I had, I had a lot more time for this in my own head. Psalm chapter 63, verse 1 says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and a parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. You know, every time you choose to connect with God, there's a possibility of, you know, really deep satisfaction. You know, it's like, and I, only, I say the possibility because sometimes we just, you know, kind of connect in on a bit of a shallow level. Oh God, I just need some relief right now. Come on, come on. You know, but whenever I take a minute, whenever I, whenever I pause and connect. I can be doing a chore like the washing up or whatever, but I always find his satisfaction and his approval and his love for me helps me to, to, to be in a place 
of satisfaction as well. You know, where I'm deeply satisfied. You know what I mean? Like, all is well with the world. You know? Who likes those, those times with God when it's like, yeah, good. I'm not talking about, you know, holy dissatisfaction and, you know, or anything like that. You know, this holy discontent. But we're talking about rest and enjoyment. There's this real opportunity that we have to rest in Him and to enjoy our life. I wonder if you and I need to practice that a bit more. I wonder if we need to practice His presence a bit more. It's easy when there's music on and people around and there's people who are connecting with God around us. But what about when it's just you and Him? What about when you're driving? What about when you get some bad news? What about when something goes wrong? What about when you've had a a bit of a fight with your spouse and fire out, what's going on? What about when things are awkward and tense or frustrating? What if you lose your job? What if there's a tragedy? I just wanna tell you that the the door is always open wide for the Father. He's always there because He's in you and you're in Him. This is all, there's always a potential for enjoyment, no matter what. So um, I haven't asked you about this, Beck, but I'm just going to believe that you're going to be okay with this. Uh, So we get back from retreat and I'm feeling relaxed and uh, it's really good. And I get up uh, the next morning and we're rushing out the door and... um, Beck runs in and she says, I've just backed into your car. And I'm like, okay. So I rush out and I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) You know those moments where you kind of go, oh. I can't stand up straight, the pressure is too great. And immediately, I'm like, I'm meant to be preaching on rest and enjoyment. Are you kidding? And I just felt all week like the Father was saying, come to me because there's a place in me where you can enjoy life because you're in me and I love you. And it doesn't matter the external circumstance. I've been, I've been really working on it this week. I've been really working on it this week, you know. Had a few things of bad news this week. I've been really working on it. Okay, God, so I'm just gonna. And there's a, there's a place of connection and satisfaction where my heart jumps into a place of gratitude because he's real and he loves me. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.